Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thank you so much for being here. This is a bi-weekly podcast that's been happening since 2013 that hopes to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. Something that you hear on this show will make you go, like at the end of tonight, you'll be going to bed, you'll lie in bed, you, oh yeah, turn your phone off, turn light and go, oh, you say it was actually pretty good when I think about it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, I'm here twice a week. Mondays, I'm here with a guest. Fridays, I'm here with you. And there's episodes stretching all the way back to the olden days of 2013 with a big metal intro and lots of interesting things. I've had three theme songs or four theme songs over the time this show has been on. And um, yeah, the the best thing you can possibly do if this show brings you any value at all, the best thing you can possibly do is tell another person about this show. Just tell someone. That's it. I couldn't be bothered to do, you know, Facebook lookalike audiences or, you know, buy ads on Google or whatever the fuck. Look, honestly, tried it. Don't care. Just tell someone. That's the best thing you can do for me. It'd be really good. If you want to send me an email, send us your email at gmail.com. That's where you can find me. Thank you very much to all of the feedback, the lovely feedback, the very lovely feedback you've been writing about the episodes in, in the past that have been going on. I've been really, really grateful, which is really nice. And it's lovely to see where you are listening to the show as well. So, shoot me a uh, a photo, send us your email at gmail.com. Joe sent a cracking picture going for a, a bike ride on the trails around Canberra, which was pretty cool. I was listening to your podcast about writing as mental health first aid as a road around the trails of the Arboretum this morning as the fog was lifting. And yeah, that's a oh, nice bike too. Nice flat bar. That's good. Glorious. Thanks heaps, Joe. I really appreciate that. Thanks so much for listening while you ride your bicycle. That's great. Great to um, have you as a part of the show. Thanks for the uh, feedback about the mental health first aid episodes, particularly the, the writing stuff, because, you know, writing something that we can all do. Uh, last week, we talked about the power of lists and a, a bunch of great feedback came in about that and using those lists as a way to gain control back over a day that's out of, spinning out of control. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But I wanted to talk today about a really big one. And this isn't, I guess, you know, when it comes to first aid, this is it's less of a first aid one, I guess. It's more, this is a more of a, it's a pretty decent project. But I found it when I did it in my life, I found it to be completely transformative in how I lived my life and how I looked at things that happened to me. As you know, I am a sober person. I turned 11 last week, 11 years without drinking. And I am in a fellowship of men and women that count days and take steps to stay sober. There are more than 11 steps and less than 13. Now, the fourth step of that particular program is one that I found incredibly powerful and I'd like to share it with you today because you don't have to, you know, have a problem with alcohol to do these steps or anyone can do them. I think it's a, a really great way of life and a, a great way of uh, basically a plan and a, a program of living that allows me to deal with the ups, the downs and, you know, the ins and outs and my own indeed, my own selfishness and things. And it allows me to, to live pretty well if I follow this plan of living. And uh, it's worked out so far. Now, this particular step is when it's used in the context of addiction and 12-step recovery programs, whether that be food or gambling or, in my case, alcohol and drugs. Um, It's supposed to help you find out the reasons why you drank and used. So eventually, and pretty soon, uh, like from the start, let's be honest, I didn't drink to get drunk. I drank to stop the thoughts and the unanswered, uncomfortable feelings that swirled around inside my head. And they eventually got so big and so noisy and so loud that I would, you know, they would take over my life and the alcohol stopped that. Now, for me, it became a few other things eventually, but it started with drinking and that for others, it could be gambling. For others, it could be eating. For others, it could be sex. It could be inappropriate relationships. It could be unhealthy relationships. Getting to the bottom of it, is really important because we are humans and we follow subroutines and we follow programs and we follow patterns of behavior that we have learned to either get through a difficult situation in the past or that's the only way we knew how to do it. So we just did that, not realizing there was another way to do something and following those patterns of behavior that repeat over time, get us to a certain space. And they may either, it might either be a good space or a bad space. In, in my particular situation, it ended up to be uh, not a great space. And I try to put better patterns of behavior in my life right now. But it's really handy, this step, because it really does get to the bottom of how you kind of get in the same kind of trouble all the time, the same kind of relationships with the same kind of people that end in the same kind of way, the same issues at work, even when you move jobs. You know, there's the same kind of person or a same kind of issue that means you, you leave in the same kind of way. The same angry face in traffic whenever 
someone does a similar kind of thing or the same hurt you feel inside when you see someone you know doing better than you are and what you do because of that. Now, all this stuff has a lot to do with the stories that we tell to ourselves, the stories that we tell to ourselves about what happened to us, about what we did to others and how we may have hurt other people and also how we may have hurt other people when it comes to sex. So there is a reason like when you're in a recovery program, people tend to put off doing this step for quite a long time. I did and it fucked me right up. I was kind of dragged into it, kicking and screaming. That's the sound of the rain against the corrugated roof here, and it's pretty lovely. It's my shed being a great sounding board. That's a lovely sound, isn't it? Anyway, you've got to be honest. You've got to be absolutely honest because you just really can't leave anything out. When you're looking at how did I hurt other people or what am I angry at, you absolutely have to write everything down, every single person, everything down. You've got to write it down. Think about it like when I was a kid, I had, uh, I came off my BMX and I put my hands out and I, I ended up with a, a graze, really excellent graze down my forearm because I landed in some gravel, all right? So there ended up being heaps of dirt and gravel and all kinds of stuff in the road rash in my skin. And mum being a doctor was like, I'm going to have to get that out and literally took a pot scourer, one of those kind of plastic pot scourers, to my arm under a hot shower. It hurt like fuck, all right? <laughs> but she scrubbed it out and she got the, like the nail brush that we use after gardening and she scrubbed out the wound, right? And then threw dead all on it. Now, you've really got to scrub out those wounds if you don't want to get infected and, you know, end up in a real bad situation where if you don't have access to antibiotics, you could get very sick and die, all right? You've really got to do it. You've got to be 100% honest with it. You cannot leave anything out. Now, afterwards, the next step along these lines is to read this step out to your sponsor, all right? Now, if you don't know, a sponsor is a, a person that leads you through the process of going through these steps towards recovery. If you don't have that kind of relationship, now bear in mind, my relationship with my sponsor is a secure, independent, confidential, trusting and unconditionally loving relationship, all right? And I am very grateful to know this man and I'm very grateful to have my life because I just shut the fuck up and did what he told me, all right? If you don't have someone like that in your life, it is probably still a huge amount of value to just do this step to identify patterns of thinking and patterns of behaviour that are undoing you often, you can't do this with an intimate partner, all right? You really can't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend doesn't want to hear what you did when you were 19 on, like, the Contiki tour, <laughs> okay? They don't want to hear about all the, all the people you had sex with. They don't. So don't do it with an intimate partner, all right? But it's if you have that kind of relationship in your life, it could be with a therapist or someone like that. It could be useful because it does... Once you say it out loud, it kind of releases you from it. But like I said, if you don't have that person, you don't have to do it. Um, I would recommend not doing it if you don't have that person. But it's it's good to know just to see, oh, shit, look at that. Look what I keep doing. Anyway, here's how it works. You need paper and a pen or a pencil. And I, I used an old exercise book, all right, the kind of ones you would have at school in the old days. And you need four columns. So I made three columns down the left-hand page, one, two, three, and the right-hand side of the 
book was the fourth column because I ended up, I ended up doing a lot of writing in the fourth column. Now we're going to work top to bottom, not left to right. So we work top to bottom. Now we're going to, these, these are called inventories for a reason. Like you would do when you do a stock take, uh, you go, like, say if you, I don't know, had a hardware shop, you would be like, okay, we have six 10 pound hammers. We have two sledgehammers. We have 400 of these. We have, you know, we go down line by line by line by line by line. So similarly, the first, there's three inventories we're going to do. The first one is resentments. Write down, so the first line, followed by the second line, followed by the third line, write down everything ever that you were ever pissed off at. People, places, institutions, events, things, whatever made you angry as far back as you can remember. Now, bear in mind, this might this took me a couple of weeks to do mine, all right, when I got through all three inventories. It took me, it was a couple of weeks by the time it was done. So it takes a while. Just take 10, 15 minutes a day to do it and you'll get through it. Like from the kid who stole your lunch money in grade three to the person who cut you off in traffic last week, write absolutely everything ever that made you angry. That fucking ad that had that man that said that thing, geez, that makes me angry. Um, write absolutely everything down in that first column, line after line, after line, after line, after line. You will probably feel quite a few pages, all right? And just keep going. Keep going until you're done. Now, the second column, you go back, then you go all the way back, all the way back, and then there's the first thing that you remember from when you were a little kid. Why are you angry about that? What is it about that that makes you angry? So, for example, for me, it could be, uh, this is years ago now, like, Right when I got sober, I'm angry at men my age who have ripped bodies, all right? I'm angry at them. I resent them. I resent men who are same age as me that are absolutely fucking ripped. And then in the next column, why? Why do I do that? Because I don't have a ripped body and I put a lot of pressure on myself to get one, all right? And then top to bottom, next line down, what's the next thing you're angry at? Why are you angry at it? Then Dan, what's the next thing you're angry at? Why were you angry at it? Don't hold back. Be as honest as you can. You're really calling out your ego here. Then you go all the way back, third column, what part of me was hurt or threatened by this? Was it, for example, my pride, my self-esteem, my personal relations with other people, my sexual relations, intimate sexual relations, my ambitions, my security, my finances? What part of me was hurt or threatened by this? So in the ripped rig example, the part of me that was threatened was my self-esteem, maybe sexual relations because I'm embarrassed about my body and I don't want the light to be on when I'm having sex with somebody. And then the fourth column, and this is the one where you get to really go to town, you go all the way back to the start, and then they do the fourth column, part line by line. What's my part? What's my part in this? What have I done? What's my role in this being the way it is? Is it a mistake I made? Am I being selfish? Am I being dishonest? Am I being self-seeking? Is there fear involved here? Am I blaming someone? Um, am, I, am I being inconsiderate? Am I seeking vengeance? Am I ashamed? Is there pride, jealousy, angry? Am I, is there cowardice? Am I arrogant about this? It goes on and on and on. Like whatever it was, what was your part in this? So in that column, I would write, if we're talking about the ripped body example, in that column, I would write self-seeking, fear, and selfishness because, and I would write, because I don't want to have a great rig as a result of hard work because I enjoy the gym. I wanted to have a great rig so I'd get modeling campaigns for lots of money and people would say, nice rig. So it was all, this is, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, this is all completely driven by vanity and completely driven by pride and, and wanting money. 
all right, had nothing to do with the actual result of hard work. And you just keep going until you're done. Keep going until you're done. The next inventory that you're going to make is one about fear. So the first column is what am I afraid of? What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of, I don't know, being alone. I'm afraid of running out of money. I'm afraid of, I'm, I am afraid of people. I'm afraid of running out of money. Uh, afraid of people disapproving of me. I'm afraid of, you know, other people's parents. I'm afraid of the phone. I'm afraid of the cops. I'm afraid of authority figures. I'm afraid of people figuring out that I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, afraid of people who aren't white people. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're afraid of, write it down. You know, I'm afraid of physical pain. I'm afraid of fear. I'm, I'm worried about getting worried. Write it all down. One line at a time. And the second column, why do I have this fear? What is it? What is it that makes me have this fear? In the third column, it's what does this affect? What part of my body does this affect? Again, is it uh, my pride, my self-esteem, my personal relations, my sexual relations, my ambitions, my sense of security, my, my finances? And then the fourth column is where am I responsible for this fear? Am I being selfish here? Am I being dishonest? Am I being self-seeking, etc.? And the final one, and this, this, is the, this is the good stuff I'm telling you, we're getting right into it. And trust me, no one has, you know, you're keeping this pretty secret. So it's just between you and you, the sex inventory. So the first column you write down, who did I hurt? Uh, the second column is you list each thing that you did to that person. And, you know, this is, you know, someone that you maybe didn't, respect enough to text back or someone that you you dumped in a particular way or, or some, you know what I mean. The third thing is what was my part? Third column is what was my part here? Was I jealous? Was I suspicious? Was I dishonest? Was I selfish? Was I inconsiderate? And the fourth column there, what should I have done instead? So you get to assess what you did, how you treated this person, what your role in it, what your part was, and what should you have done instead? When you look at it now, what should you have done instead? All right? And when you're done, and bear in mind, this, this can take weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Pretty soon you're going to notice a pattern behind some things. You are. You're going to see, as you get into it, you'll be like, oh, God, it's the same thing every time. And you'll see it, but it's, it's not until you write it down that you go, oh, shit, it's the same thing again. Take the time to count up how many times the same words appear in the later columns, all right? And then put a tally mark next to each one. Pretty soon, you'll start to see the same motivations keep coming around again and again and again. And these, my friend, are what people like to call character defects, all right? I, when I did all my accounting, I had a top 12, all right? That was the majority of things. I had a top 12, and then there was a sharp drop-off after that, really sharp drop-off. And I'm going to share straight up, like straight up, my character defects turned out to be like number one was fear. Number two uh, was grandiosity. I'm bigger than you. And number three was the opposite fist of the same monster. I'm worthless. I'm smaller than you. Then control, then disrespect, then apathy, selfishness, lack of boundaries, greed, rescue me, I need you to rescue me, or I need to rescue you. 
And the last one was being a naughty kid. Now, what do you do with all this? What do you do with all this information? Well, it's really handy to just know a lot of the time. It serves as a way to understand your own behavior. And as you're writing these things down, as you're reliving all this stuff, feeling the pain of the hurt that you've been through, feeling the pain and the hurt that you've caused, finding a way to empathy as to, like, oh, I can understand how this would have affected this person. And then when similar behavior pops up, you can identify it pretty quickly. You can be like, oh, oh shit, I'm doing that thing. Ah, but what do you do instead? Now, herein comes the concept. Now you've got these, like I said, this takes, this takes a while, but it's worth it. Then you've got this concept called contrary action. So if I can identify, for example, if I'm being fearful of something, what's the opposite of fear? Love. So as much as my brain's shouting at me, as much as my brain's trying to tell me to do something else, how can I show love at this point? Love to this person, love to this place, love to this institution, love to this thing. If I'm feeling grandiose, if I'm feeling better than someone else, how can I be hum- humble in that point? If I'm feeling worthless, what's an action I can take that would put worthiness in my body? If I'm trying to control something, how can I be in acceptance? If I'm being disrespectful, how can I be respectful, honoring the situation, being mindful of the situation? If I'm being apathetic, how can I get into action? How can I get into action? If I'm feeling selfish, how can I be giving? If I'm noticing that I'm having a lack of boundaries somewhere, how can I respect a solid boundary, either by placing a boundary myself or respecting someone else's boundary? If I'm being greedy, how can I be generous? If I'm wanting somebody to rescue me, how can I tell myself, no, no, I can save myself. If I'm wanting to rescue you, understand, actually, you can swim. You can swim. And if I'm feeling a naughty kid arriving inside me, remember, I'm a kind adult. And as uncomfortable as it is, as much as my head screams at me to do something else, I just do the opposite thing. I try to do the opposite thing. Look, I'm never perfect. It's progress, not perfection here. But taking the time to do this inventory, and it will take you weeks, taking the time to do it, really do it, really scrubbing the wound clean, really getting a jolly good look at the things that are going on in your life that are you know, governing your behaviours and the stories that you tell yourself really gets you to understand, oh, right, there's this things that are behind the uncomfortable actions that I take, that I, the things that I do that bring pain and, and suffering to, to not only me but people around me and things that are damaging relationships with people I love and damaging relationships at work and damaging relationships with people I've just met on the bus, on the train or whatever. And you get to identify those. And it's really powerful but you really can't leave any of it out. And like I said, you don't have to show anybody if you don't want to. Like unless you're in a recovery program, then you'll have a sponsor and then way off you go. You know how to do it. But if you don't, that's fine. Keep it secret. Burn it when you're done with it, whatever you want. But it's really, really powerful to do it and be really honest with yourself because you're the one that's ultimately going to, you're carrying these things around inside you. Because that's the other thing. You don't, when I did it, I found that it did, when I talked to my sponsor about it, it relieved me of a lot of the weight of carrying these things. Okay, but even so, just writing it down took a lot. Of, once I took responsibility for what it is that was happening, it was incredibly, incredibly powerful because when we blame other people for the situation that we're in, we don't ever have to be held accountable, all right? 
it's your fault that I don't have a job. It's your fault. You know, it's it's all women's fault that I don't have a date. It's it's all men's fault that I don't have a date. Whatever. It's you know the government's fault that I don't have a job. It's whatever. You know, when we blame other people, we don't have to be accountable to our part in this. It's really the opposite of taking responsibility for your situation and all the work that taking responsibility entails. Responsibility is heavy. It's hard to hold, but it gives you power. It gives you agency. It puts you in control of your life. Because if we don't have to be accountable, right, we don't have to be vulnerable. But in accountability, in vulnerability, there is enormous power, enormous power. super important to take responsibility and catching yourself when you're blaming others for the situation you're in and you know this may be hard to hear but if you're in a shit job part of you is choosing to stay all right and that's okay it could be the part of you that goes okay well i've got to feed my family that's all right but understand that you have agency in the situation okay very very important And when you're going through the resentment thing, it's so important as you're going through it to just let go of each one. What's the great line? Resentment is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. Once you process all those resentments, they're weight off your shoulders, man. And there's actually research that shows that forgiveness is linked to mental health outcomes like reduced anxiety, reduced depression, reduction of major psychiatric disorders, and fewer physical health symptoms and lower mortality rates even. So it's a big deal. It's a, it's a really, really big deal. So give it a shot, you know? Give it a shot. Figure out those stories. Figure out those things that have kind of given you the world that you see and figure out how you might be able to see it differently and therefore make different choices as you move forward. I know it's a lot. It's probably just a start. If you're serious about it, you can probably do some more reading and and, and figure it out. But give it a shot. I'd love to hear what you came up with. Send us your email at gmail.com. Thanks heaps for listening. I really appreciate you doing so. And bear in mind, like, if I'm having a bit of a fuck up, I'll do a mini one of these on something that's happened, like be it at work or in my, you know, intimate relationship or with a relationship with a friend. I'll do, you know, a couple of columns on this, whatever it is. And it just kind of helps me process things and helps me kind of get a better look, is particularly if I'm trapped in those character defects. So it's really handy to have. You can take those thought patterns, you can take those character defects and you can kind of go, right, well, I can live the rest of my life doing these things or I can, in the words of my sponsor, I can get to not be that guy anymore. And in that moment, I chose to live the rest of my life not being that guy anymore. Occasionally that guy still shows up and I do have to wrestle him to the ground a few times, but I get to live the rest of my life not being that guy anymore and you can make that choice as well. All right, I better jet. Thanks for having me in your ears today. I'll see you Monday. Monday's a cracker. We're speaking with Craig Rucastle on Monday. He's written a book about the fabulous TV show called Fight for Planet A. And it's really important. It's a really important listen. It's great. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for coming.
Have a cracking weekend. Until we speak Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.